I am Jen Wilson, author and body, mind and soul coach. Welcome to the I Am podcast, where we explore who you are. Hello, it is Jen here from IamJenWilson.com and welcome to today's episode. So on today's show I have Gail Loveshock or the Reverend Gail Loveshock as she is now. Gail was first on the podcast back mm, episode 59, January, was it January 2019, December 2018, I can't remember, it was a while ago anyway. Um... Gail is amazing. I strongly recommend that you go back and listen to her first podcast if you haven't already heard it. Um, I listened to it before I did the recording and you'll hear that in our conversation. Um, the changes that have happened in her life since we did that first recording have been sensational. So Gail is really a spectacular human being. Um a witch, a reverend, an interfaith minister, a beautiful soul. I just love speaking to her and love following her. So definitely check her out on the socials and see what she has to say and have a listen to the first podcast, listen to this podcast, let us know what you think. And as always, if you love it, Share it with your friends, your family, whoever pops into your mind when you're listening to the podcast. And if the if you can leave us a review, that would be really, really useful. It just helps iTunes or Spotify or whichever platform you're listening on to know that it's a worthwhile to listen to podcast and will encourage other people to come and listen in and join the fun too. And as always, if you feel like you want to have a chat and just, even if it's just talking shit, I would love to have you on so that we can chat some shit. And this podcast was recorded oh, a month ago. So today is about the 20th to 22nd of June. And we recorded this year about towards the middle to end of May. So there's current events that haven't been mentioned or spoken about in it. Obviously, things have changed a lot in the world in the last month or so. And we're easing into phase two of releasing from our individual retreat centres. Hopefully safely. Hopefully you're well. Hopefully you're staying well. Sorry, I was just, I was looking for my headphones. That's all right. That were in the first place that I looked for them. <laughs> Always. <laughs> then I had to go back to them. Oh, amazing. <laughs> so right. we're officially addressing you as Reverend Gail of Shock now. Yes. Yes. Yes, yes. I know. It's so exciting. I listened back to the last podcast we did, which came out 
in January, we've recorded it in December 2018, it came out in January 2019. Gosh. It seems like such a long time ago, but also seems like five minutes ago. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. And then it was interesting as well to see the things that we'd spoken about in that podcast to how your life looks like right now. God, I'll need to listen to it myself, actually. Yeah. What was um what were some of the things that you noticed? So one of the things that we had spoken about was you moving back to Scotland. <laughs> and it was going to happen in the next couple of years. And it was literally it was less than a year that you were back up here because we met up in real life. Yeah. Yeah. Actually see and touch each other. <laughs> had tea and scones. <laughs> um, yeah, and here you are back in the motherland. Oh, so good it's so good I'm so happy to be home and I really think if I was still in Worthing during um this phase of independent retreat I would have I think my mental health would have been in a different place yeah so I think even that in and of itself is just you know there's such a, a gift to have listened um and I, I caught up with a friend last week that I probably haven't spoken to maybe for six or seven months and she was saying could you not have told the rest of us that like the plague and the apocalypse were coming and that you knew about it. <laughs> <laughs> Where would the fun in that have been? <laughs> I know, exactly, exactly. We're all on our own path. There you are. <laughs> there you are indeed I am. That's <laughs> one of the reasons I'd gone back and listened to the podcast was when I was looking at your Instagram recently and thinking about this podcast that we're recording just now mm. it's like Gail just seems to really have settled more like you just felt really more at home within yourself and your life and everything and it might just be because mm. I've been following you for longer and mm. I've got to know you but then when I listened back to that podcast something else that you had said was one of the reasons that you wanted to move back here was because you felt like something was missing uh-huh, uh-huh. yeah yeah <gasps> I, know. I know and it's true and um and I, and, um, and I let that feeling of something being missing like exist for so much longer than was necessary because the only person that was really stopping me moving home was me in a weird way. Um, and, then, and then, yeah, it does feel like that. Like there is, it is being back on the motherland, like it is mm. being back at home. It is um, even, you know, I think we spoke about this when, maybe even on the podcast or or when we met up, but even just people that sound like we sound, you know, that there's just, you know, that everybody speaks the dialect and the colloquialism and the sense of humour and the patter and the banter and, you know, all these wee things that, um, you know, there's just like the English cloak isn't needed in any way, shape or or form, you know, and part of me is that I am a chameleon and always will be for sure. And that makes me what's, you know, able to dip in and out of all the different rooms and spaces and places. Yeah. But yeah, there's just, um, there's just nothing like, you know, yeah, being at home essentially. And that's, um, and, and integrating as we did, you know, we made a big thing about, um, we didn't make a big thing. That's not the right language. It was really important to become part of, um, like local community so Scottish country dancing for example and the the hikers club and things like yeah. that full of retired elder wand magicians basically you know choosing what they want to do with their time how they want to do it I mean all of them amazing you know engineers teachers brain surgeons neuroscientists in their days and yeah. um, 
still with all of that magic in their mind and just great doses of humour um, and just being completely enchanted by like two young people, you know, James and I. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, they're all like, you know, 70 plus. Um, coming along and wanting to get involved because they're traditions like the walks and the lands are traditions known to people that have walked them for decades the steps of scottish country dancing have been with us for hundreds of years and have saved you know many many of our stories yeah so, you know kind of all of that as well like remembering everything from somewhere in the back of your brain it's at country dancing and stuff like that you know like you've definitely done it at school but it being somewhere yeah. else um and uh, and also some yeah just the community of it um, and the difference as well in what wealth means here I think compared to what it means particularly in the south of England and London mm-hmm. so you know Scottish country dancing a few quid a week or something like that for class and you know for 20p at the break you can get a cup of tea and a biscuit you know <laughs> Is that even covering the costs? No, it's this amazing thing. You know, like the walking, um, the walking association, forty pounds a year. You know, and a couple of quid a week for petrol. Then you know, and that all that will return and that will come back. But yeah. it just being, um, you're not taking more than you need. You know, it's really it's circular mm. living. You know, in a way, you know that yeah. and that for me, I was like, oh yes, righty ho. Um, and even the wee businesses that are, you know, that are in Helensborough, like there's a gorgeous French cafe and there's a great crystal shop and there's an amazing spiritualist church and, yeah. you know, um, and, 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 you know, and it just is, there's a great lingerie shop that my gran used to shop in, mm-hmm. you know, that's been there for donkeys. So there's all these wee, like, there's all these wee things that are just, yeah, that are just home you know that are just home and so then I'm not I think that part of me that was unsettled and sort of trying to find it doesn't none of that's needed anymore because because I'm here and so it's Mm -hmm. just you know it's a lot yeah it's just a lot more straightforward (laughs) (laughs) that's what we want life to be oh my god yeah I'm just so here for simplicity yeah simplicity circular living um, you know, just a completely different perspective on prosperity and abundance, I think, as well. Um, yeah. and, and also as a reverend now, so having completed ministry training, you know, being ordained in July of last year. Again, you know, Church of Scotland um, is obviously very prevalent here. And indeed, um, I think there's um, um, four, yeah, kind of four churches related to Catholicism. There's also a Buddhist church or what was a church that's been taken over by Tibetan Buddhist monks here so in a in a really small geographical location you've got you know you've got interfaith woven left right and center and again everybody's so open and what I really like about again older people is they never ask you what you do it's a lovely thing. That was one of the big things. Like it was weeks and weeks before anybody, I think we just thought James and I had just appeared from something. <laughs> that's my magic. <laughs> Maybe they know that that's, exa- they don't, that's why they don't need to ask because they just know that you're there by magic. Yeah, yeah, totally. And so they have that wisdom. <laughs> yeah. and it was so amazing because I thought none of us, have, it, it's just all about in the moment and the presence. 
you know, so if you're getting in the car and, you know, as we were sort of before Christmas, like driving or, um, you know, the start of the year off for a, you know, an eight hour hike or a, a walk, you're just talking about the walk and what you're looking out for and, you know, one thing and another. And then again, the history of it, the land of it, the poetry, the songs, the people that have walked there, like who cares what the, the day job is, if that makes sense, or the, yes. or the title. Um, so a huge amount of freedom um also in that which I, I really think we go through phases and we go through seasons don't we and I think I think when you're in your autumn and your winter you know how you spend your time currency changes yeah you know who you spend it with becomes different and what's important because actually the thing that I've realized about any you know kind of death and near-death experiences is that actually they just remind us that we haven't chosen to live yet <clears throat> you yeah. know and and for me that is one of the biggest spiritual takeaways of, of like what's happening at the moment is the reason yeah. you know we're seeing people being uncomfortable with death because they've never chosen to live so then all those all that stuff comes up like oh my god I didn't have time to do this I didn't say that I didn't tell that person I loved them I didn't go on that adventure am I ever going to get to do that so it's like it's like a global death meditation you know that's happening um and so I think for me as well there's something really interesting in in moving home as well I um I chose without it sounding like train spotting but I chose life you yeah. know and that there's a massive difference in and then what starts to unfurl if that if that makes sense yeah totally and uh, I, I really hope that that's the message that people mm. gain from this situation is that we do need to choose life like it's such a good line yeah yeah um but yeah because too many people there's so many people that I know that are now homeschooling mm-hmm. that have now got partners at home mm-hmm. most of the day where they never had before mm-hmm. and they're like I don't want that to go back to the way it was where you were only seeing people as you were heading off to bed the kids mm-hmm. maybe never saw their parents parents never saw the kids because mm-hmm. they were only there to maybe tuck them in at night mm-hmm. and there's so many questions about what do they want to, their future to look like and so that's bringing up other questions like are they good enough to homeschool and various other things but my question is is the school system enough to educate mm. all your children because it suits some but not all I think that's really important I think that's really important and and actually you know and we know um like the Nordic Sweden and etc that you know for schools until you're seven because yeah. you know the most unnatural thing I think is to ask a child to sit still to ask an adult to sit still it's such a weird thing you know we're trained to move do anything you can have anything be anything play 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 and then you know four or five you might get dunked in a hard chair and you're supposed to sit there for the rest of your life but I when Nicola Sturgeon you know was speaking um I don't know if it was earlier was it earlier last week I think she was talking about an outdoor schooling model Mm. you know saying like we can't go back to you know we can't how basically how do we go forward to a way that incorporates all the benefits of what we've seen so increased imagination increased play and actually increased communication receptivity a a more tender parenting in the majority of environments 
Um, and I thought that's, you know, that's a mother, that's a mother that's, that's suggesting yeah. that, you know, yes, she's a prime minister, but also, you know, that's a woman that's really noticing what's happening with children. Mm-hmm. And, and, and again, I think globally, that's also what we're seeing, that the, the, the mature feminine, the healthy feminine leadership you know, that can come through any gender, but is we're predominantly seeing that coming through women that has identify as women. Yeah. You know, particularly like, you know, the New Zealand Prime Minister doing mm-hmm. oh, my favourite press conference, you know, yes, the Easter Bunny and, and the Tooth Fairy are essential workers. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hello. Um, I'm in love with you forever for that. That's amazing. So yeah, I sort of that's my hope too. That again, we will we'll we'll choose life, we'll choose circular living, we'll choose connection, we'll understand how we are all connected. You know, we'll understand that that after death there is rebirth. You know, and that's the bit that we're also missing the third of the holy three, as it were. You know, because we yeah. forget about the resurrection and the rebirth through through any um, you know um, well factual or mythical you know kind of telling of that of those tales mm. but yeah there just there feels like there is an opportunity for a different type of peace and a different type of economy as as well you know it's um uh, as you know jeff of amazon is about to become you know the founder of amazon he's about to become the first trillionaire so yeah. it's it's not that there isn't money there's still there's there's more money than there's ever been and it's still being printed yeah, and I saw somewhere that he earned something like thirty billion dollars in a month. Just like can't, and I I remember also seeing like what the difference. Somebody put the difference in time of mm-hmm. a million versus a billion to give you an idea because you just they're just words, yes, and you can't yes. get your head around what that was. Mm-hmm. And it was the difference between like a year and two thousand seven hundred years. Wow, <laughs> it's <was> like <laughs> if he spent. I think it was a thousand pounds a day. Mm-hmm. It would take him two thousand seven hundred and ninety years just to have gone through that thirty billion. Something insane like that. And we were just like, "What? What for?" I know. I know. I know. It's so like, interesting. Yeah. And I think we've seen so much of that. You know, when Notre Dame, obviously, when that burnt down, you know, a billion being raised in a day, which is yeah. nothing. Which is nothing if you're if you're existing in in billions and trillions. And um, the same amount of money would clean every ocean. You know, it would only take it would only take a billion. You know, to yeah. clean the ocean and for us to get. Um, you know, um, basically our most important resource. You know, completely nourished again. Um, but it's it's true it's like the numbers don't make any sense I was in a supermarket um you know the other day and I was and it was so peaceful it was just so lovely and I'm also really here for having personal space I love not having somebody breathing down my neck in the queue whilst I get my shopping you know and um, (laughs) I'm really here for that and then I was chatting and it's lovely because I was chatting to um the first week a lady and I was saying how are you all doing like thanks so much and she was like we're actually wonderful she said the customers are being so patient and lovely she said I don't know if you've noticed but you can actually hear the music because people are quiet 
mm-hmm. you know she was like she said we've had a delivery of plants she was like so I popped out on my break and bought loads of plants to put in the garden she was like because I haven't got anything else to spend my money on and she yeah. was like we've all got more money and I was like isn't that wonderful and she was like it is and she said I feel a bit strange saying it you know and she said I've got people who are also ill and she said but you know she said I know they're going to get better and it's going to be okay and I was just mm. like well thank you very much like check out guru that was a, <laughs> that was a delight <laughs> yeah my mum said that, that she noticed that when she was at the supermarket that all the staff seemed much happier and much more positive mm-hmm. and it's just been everybody's just looking after each other so much better yeah, absolutely. Because they, we've all remembered that that's a person. I know. That's not just a per- that's not just something that fires your shopping at you. <laughs> you try to catch it as quickly as you can. <laughs> um, it's an actual. There is a human being sitting in front of you, and you put your phone down and you engage with that person and you talk to that person. Absolutely. For many people, that's the only person that you get to talk to all day. Absolutely. I know. I know. You appreciate it so much. It's like it's like the checkout folk have become like you know, like hairdressers or the uh, or the therapists of the beauty world. It's like the checkout folk have become that. And even actually um last weekend um when I went to get grocery shopping there was a lovely man who served me and 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 he did ask me. Uh, he was like, "Are you working? You know, um, how is it for you?" And I and I said, "Well, I'm a I'm an interfaith minister. I'm a I'm a reverend." So I said, "Actually, <laughs> I said I've never been busier." Um, I said, "It's a very um, it's a very full time." And I said, "I think people are recognizing that if they, you know, that it's not all about organized religion. That um, spiritual counsel is the opportunity to." for somebody to witness you because exactly as you're saying there um you might only talk to one person you know in a in a day or a week or or whatever it is and actually what what we're also not seeing at the moment is nobody's witnessing us so if we do live alone we're we're kind of we're dipping into that mystical pool of who of who is my witness you know who is who is the mighty companion or companions that are that know that I'm here and will tell my stories and 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 again yeah, you know, yeah. that know I'm making these things. And he was also really lovely because again he was just like oh my gosh he was like God bless a young woman like you choosing a job like that and I and I said oh I was like honestly I said it chose it chose <laughs> me I said we just rendezvoused at a very particular point when yeah. when you know all, it was all. It was all as it was supposed to be. And he said, well, that, he said, that makes me very happy. He was like, I've been Church of Scotland my whole life. And he said, but to think of a, a young person, and I loved it. I'm like, I'll be 42. Thank you so much. <laughs> I am a young person. Thank you. Um, you know, he was like, to think of you, like, giving counsel to people. He was like, that brings me great, great peace. And he was like, I'll hold you in my prayers tonight. He was like, that's lovely. And I just thought, that's that's a blessing that's a that's a yeah. I don't I don't need anybody in a in a you know a dog collar to bless me that man just did you know yeah. again at the checkout yeah mm. another checkout guru I know that's where they are I know that's where they are <laughs> the, the wisdom behind the till the wisdom behind the till oh my god that's a play surely that <laughs> <laughs> Tales of lockdown. <laughs> Thank you. That's amazing. 
So something else that you that I noticed that you have you do a lot of rituals, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. a lot of like Celtic rituals and witchy kind of lotions and potions and bringing all that magic and magic's a word that you use a lot and the language when you're writing and when you're speaking on your Instagram stories is that all do you feel that's all your ancestral heritage I do I do it's really it's always been with me you know from being that wee kid that made um you know, rose petal potions and tried to convince yeah. all my aunties they were perfume and they should buy them <laughs> from me. <laughs> that, that is well. I would go down to my neighbours and chat the door and sell it to them. Um, and it was funny as well. I was remembering, you know, at Halloween when I was a kid, I took Halloween very seriously because it meant I got to publicly dress as a witch and I always had to have a pointy hat. And I was quite quite particular about it as a, as a child, actually. And... Um, I was remembering that the other day. I've been remembering a lot, remembering a lot. It's been quite lovely. So absolutely the Celtic lineage and being back on um, Scottish soil. And I, I do speak about magic a lot because I, 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 believe, I believe in it and I spell magic with a K because that mm. is the old ways. Um, you know, magic with a C is stage magic and illusion. Um, and it can sometimes be, you know, with a C, um, if you go down through, uh, you know, Wiccan is referred to as a religious path. So if you were taking a formal, you know, a formal route, um, you know, we have, we've seen an enormous springing up of sort of fashion, small f and inverted commas of, um, of, uh, of, uh, witchcraft, but it comes with, um, a lot of craft that I've seen in recent years sort of comes with a bit too many pastel colours <laughs> for me. <laughs> and um, and again, it is a sort of, um, and so it's fledgling magic and that's fine. And, and we must begin somewhere, you know, we must begin somewhere. But for me, again, it is, it's, it's everyday ritual and it's, it's everyday magic. Um, and when we moved to this particular property, which somehow was built in 1750, with money that I can't work out where it came from, considering we'd just gone through the Highland clearings and were a few years out of Culloden. Yeah. And we, we would have all been in hiding, you know, and all sorts of weird things would have been going on, you know, as the, as the British threw us off our land and, mm-hmm. you know, and took it for queen and country in inverted commas. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there's this space has got some real oomph in it as well and actually when when we moved here and we walked in I just had this sensation of of there being more than the human residents that were that were you know in the property so I was like hello (laughs) and um and then you know one of the things I said to the landlady just as we were sort of finished having a wee look around I was like oh I said I I like your non-human residents I said they are they are very nice too and she was like I knew you'd get it she said I knew she was like when I she said when I saw your email signature she was like she's gonna be fine she's gonna be fine you know and so absolutely everyday ritual which is really simple things as well um because all the magic that's in the world and all the spiritual rituals that are in the world, there is also a level of colonisation with that too. There's also, you know, a level of of taking and misappropriating ritual and tools from other lineages that don't make actually any sense to me. So, so they've, they've, um, unless I've studied 
with a teacher from the land that the magic or or the the medicine comes from uh it does for me personally it doesn't feel I'm loath to use the word authentic, but it doesn't actually feel appropriate for, for yeah. me to use it personally. So coming back to the Celtic magic, coming back to the, you know, the old ways has, has been really empowering and really expansive. Um, and it will be things like, you know, um, I rarely, rarely would burn sage or Paolo Santo or sweetgrass, for example, but I would open a window. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean and it's just like um, um, and people are like but where's the ritual in that and I'm like the ritual is you let the fresh air in that's you know you open the door sweeping for example um, you know my husband uh, bought me this amazing like kind of witches sort of broom styly thing and sweeping is such old magic you know you yeah. sweep and so and so on and so forth salt around the doors for example salt around the perimeter of the house um, and even on our our front door, I, I hang three wee bells because that's really old Celtic magic. And basically, if there's any spirits that are about, um, they don't like going past the bells because they make they make sound. Okay. So, um, and I would also clear a space with by dinging bells or clapping or singing into corners and things like that. Just as just as we, we would have just as we would have done for for centuries um, yeah. and what grows here you know our our roses and our rosemary <clears throat> even our you know dandelions and daisies and and the trees that we have you know anything that belongs that has always been here um you know even caledonian pine etc things like that you know there's just there's so much that's just here you know nettles nettle soup nettle tea again all the stuff that we might sort of um it's interesting we might have thought of it before as cheap which i think i think there's a really interesting thing around what's moving especially in spiritual magical terms some people might be like well why would you go picking dandelions you know why don't you just buy it and it's like because you become the you become the hands that alchemize it yeah and that's the power so that that is really for me. I feel like I've gone through um, a massive alchemical transformation, which is about just remembering what's in what's in my cells, you know. Um, and spells are words, and we must speak them very very carefully because we're either casting ourselves into a life of freedom and love and creativity and joy or we're casting ourselves into a prison of our of our own making so we have yeah. to be careful with you know what we speak also mm, yeah i was listening to um ram das this morning mm. and he was telling a story he was talking about mantras and he was telling a story about it was, I think, a monk was giving a talk on on mantras, and somebody had stood up and said, "This is absolute rubbish. Don't be ridiculous. This is all woo, like kind of woo woo stuff." And the the monk had turned around and gone, "You're an ass!" And the guy got really enraged by it and shouting, and and he went, "It's interesting how those words you're allowing to play around in your head and that energy that they've given you. So why would the opposite not be true?" Mm. I was like, oh, mm. that's that is so important because some mantras and chanting is something that I've been trying to work with recently. And I'd say to my teacher who'd given me the mantra to chant, 
It's like I'm really struggling with it. I feel like I'm just going through the motions of it. And he was like, well, let's just tweak it a little bit and just do part of it and see how that feels. But when I came back to sit down and do it the next time, I was drawn to just repeat the whole mantra instead of part of it. And then I started feeling better about it again. Mm. It's like, it's maybe just a, that the ego in me that trying to rebel out of it, trying to push it away, go, this isn't going to work for me. But as one of the Buddhist monks that I was at a lecture with said, no meditation is a bad meditate is a wasted meditation mm-hmm. even if you sit in it and feel that was rubbish that was rubbish it's better than not having done it at all so I've just stuck with it and going with it and I've started feeling better about mm-hmm. it again because I'm like oh no this does make me feel good yeah absolutely and you know as a friend said to me the other day because I was talking about sanctuary which is my um my Wednesday night gathering an, an hour of of retreat or you know an hour of mm. mysteries basically and magic it depends what you're, you'll get something whatever you're you're there for and I had said you know when I'd moved home I had in meditation I just got uh, Wednesday nights one hour put it in your diary and I was like oh, oh okay now this happens to me quite a lot anyway yeah. <laughs> and the message I've been having for this literally all of May is September every day I just hear September and I'm, I'm like you're gonna have to give me more at some point like you're gonna have to let me know <laughs> yes I'm like okay um um but there's something about also yeah when we whisper commitment over our practice you know and we actually we choose we choose discipline as a path of devotion you know, and we choose discipline as a path of love and the Venusian path, you know, the Venusian path, the, lo- the path of love that I would absolutely say that I walk is a, is um, being born through the devotional mother, you know, the, the mother, the, the healthy mother archetype. And, and, I, and as I move more and more through this and into this work, and this will become more of my work, the, you know, the maiden to mother to crone, the triple goddess, this is also absolutely as a, um, a ripple of returning to Scotland and of, of kind of re- remembering my magic. But, you know, the cherishing mother, but absolutely will speak of being born through devotion. And devotion is commitment and discipline, but just in slightly softer language. Yeah. You know, and I, I never had any problems. I like the word discipline. I like the word commitment. I like the sense of um, consistency that that inspires. Um, and, and, you know, and at the moment, I'm just in the second day of a 21-day um, journey with cacao with a, a good friend of mine, Rebecca Sharman. Uh, and it's just, uh, again, it's just because she's a really soft plant medicine. Uh, definitely not grown in Scotland. Unfortunately <laughs> not. Yeah, but, but definitely, you know, definitely part of that Venusian pathway, that devotion yeah. of um, cherishment, tenderness, you know, love, good feeling thoughts, good feeling mantras, you know, having, again, spiritual counsel to go to, this just doesn't feel doesn't feel good to me well okay well let's shift it let's shift it that's such a cherishing mother cherishing father energy um, and you know the world around us you know earth mother is asking those that are ready to blossom you know those that are ready to come into cherishing mother to come into that archetype you know to come into that and um, that's what she's saying remember what you have in you remember who you are you know and the parts of us that are frightened 
those are the parts that aren't here to do the job that's been asked. You know, I had a session with a, a client yesterday who was saying, you know, there's just part of me that's so frightened about really coming into this power that's been given to me. And I said, what age is she? What age is she? And I've asked this, I asked the same questions and have done for years. You know, what age is the voice that's saying she's frightened? And she just said, oh my God, she's 14. It's 14 year old me. And I yeah. was like, well, of course she can't do the job that you can do I was like you have to call her home soothe her settle her steady her nap <laughs> nap yeah. you know I said and then when she's soothed then you can say okay today this is where I do this part of myself you know today this is where I share um, and that for me is also actually in the magic in the playfulness is that when I when I tend to that wee girl that used to dress up at Halloween and felt that's when it was safe I can say to her we're safe every day we're safe every day you know and actually somebody else said to me the other day god girl you would have been burned for what you're doing today and my reply was they would have had to have caught me first <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, that doesn't frighten me anymore. Mm. You know, again, I think where there's so much also, I suppose, in spiritual magical craft terms when we, you know, when we talk about what happened, but actually ours is to choose a different path and to choose a better feeling feeling, a better feeling mantra, to choose a better feeling thought. So few people choose what they think. You know, so few people choose what they think. So few people choose what they feel. It is quite the act of rebellion to choose your thoughts and to choose your feelings. Yeah, you know, it's quite wonderful, quite wonderful. And that's how we can co-create something new. You yeah. know, by bringing a little bit of consciousness to it, a bit of tender devotion, you know, showing up every day. Absolutely not forcing it, but just feeling in the playfulness of it what age is the part of me that doesn't feel like they can do this well they probably can't they probably there's no way 17 year old gail can do what 42 year old gail is going to be able to do and rightly so you know she'd give it a good go but it would just get us into lots of trouble <laughs> yeah <laughs> and actually um and i spoke to my mum about this recently we've been having you know part of also coming home there's been a lot of healing in the family lot of a healing in the lineage that I didn't necessarily know was was there but perhaps um perhaps some of my unsettlement I think was thinking that there need there were conversations that needed to be had or something like that I don't know and actually that's not necessarily true um but there being this sense of you know I spoke to her the other day and and I said you know I said because of the mother that you were and you are to me I said, with my choice not to have children, I said, my family is enormous as a result of my choice not to have children. I said, my family is enormous. I said, I have so many daughters, so many daughters. And I'm really comfortable to say that now. I said, and so many sisters and so many mothers. I said, I'm just helping so many daughters become, you know, become their mother. And And I said, and that's because of how, you mothered and you mother me 
And I, uh, this is very, very much as a conscious surrendering of my own maiden, you know, to move into my summer and to move into the archetype of, of healthy, healthy feminine, healthy, cherishing mother. Yeah. And it was amazing because my mum just said to me, oh, well, I suppose, I suppose that means I, I am the crone then. And I was just mm-hmm. like, I suppose it does, mama. I suppose it does. And yeah. honestly... You couldn't, 20 years of therapy couldn't buy you that piece. Yeah. It was just one of those extraordinary experiences. And um, I spoke with one of my um, friends and teachers, Sarah, who is the mother spirit. The mother spirit? The spirit Merlin? I'll have to check that. Um, on Instagram, who's doing extraordinary work, extraordinary work with the, with the maiden to mother. And I said, it was just such a beautiful conversation. And she said to me, it's the, it feels to me like it's the changing of the guard. The change. And I was like, holy shit. And I thought, can you imagine if all women knew that they had, the ch- they had that opportunity? The changing of the guard. Because yeah. she, can, you know, she can relax now. She's yeah. been hanging on and hanging on and hanging on and that's what it felt like and that's where I was at and there'd been a wee bit of tension is too strong a word but there had been some itchiness I think you know and then and I I just had rehearsed in my mind that this this conversation and then I had a totally different conversation which was what I've just shared with you yeah and um the imagined and, conversation's never the same no no <laughs> Never. <laughs> Single time. And, um, and then, and, and I had really consciously, like, kind of, and actually I wrote about this this morning on Instagram, sort of this idea of this little bird that's with me at the moment. And sort of this little bird had sort of, I really just wanted to tap on the window of, of, the, of the cherishing mother archetype inside my own biological mother. So all all I had intended before that call was just let me speak from that place in myself and let me speak to that place in you, yeah. which in truth is what I do all, all the time, at, you know, and in session and in circle. And then it was just met. And so now we have this, um, just this very almost like walking through the vortex feeling transition of deep peacefulness because she can sit back and relax and for the first time ever we had this lovely sort of exchange of I said to her I get what's for the younger generation now and what's not mine anymore and I'm really happy to let that go and she was like there is stuff that's for the youngsters and um, and she was like, and you know, she was like, you're finding easier and easier ways to do things because, again, in our maiden years, in the page years for men, we think we have all the time in the world, mm-hmm. and well, you know, but we don't allow ourselves to bloom necessarily. And then when we move into this beautiful world of actually blooming, then we realize how we spend our time becomes a very, you know, a very very different choice. And then when it comes to crone and we're no longer bleeding for the village and all that wisdom comes inside us and 
you know, hopefully I'll be fully grey by then and silver and all that magic. <laughs> you know, there will just be this wonderful thing that I've always dreamt. You know, James and I will live somewhere in the Highlands and people will seek me out. You know, when I'm in my later autumn, winter, and I'll be like, I think Gail is still alive. Like, if you can find her, you should go and sit with her because she'll just sort that shit right out. You know, yeah. it's like, yeah. what's not to look forward to about that? Oh. You know? And again, it's, it's such a rebellion. It's very anti-patriarchy because it's pro-life at every stage. Yeah. You know, and it's and your choices and your your thoughts and your path uh-huh. Uh-huh. not being influenced by what the society expects no. us to do behave little women mm. do as you're told mm. we are the powerful ones we are the bosses yeah. blah 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 absolutely absolutely well and that as well you know for me that was a real part of um when we moved into taking our vows for ministry um I had already ordained myself you know I had already taken my vows the fact that I stood in circle in ceremony and was witnessed was was another part but it certainly certainly wasn't all of it I was felt I was very blessed actually I was blessed by three other women and anointed by three other women and that felt important that felt really important and something that I just I realized actually and and had been really banging on the door of I think was just how could it be men that sort of in you know again inverted commas ruled faith and religion when they'd never given birth yeah you know how could it be a single god when how could god give birth if not but with or from the goddess and perhaps goddess gave birth to god you know somebody asked me recently who do you work for and i said god's boss and they were like i'm sorry what (laughs) 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 and i you know like i sort of love messing with people when it comes to that because it's just you know it's just gonna be like Like, what else is it? What else could it be? What's another way to see it? But again, you know, as we come into ourselves, the fact also the word priestess is still mocked, but the word priest is not. You Mm. know, if I had priestess, you know, and I do sometimes, depending upon the circles, um, you know, but again, really priestess, healer, you know, medicine woman, wise one. These are the words that describe magician. Yes, certainly, because I can, I can see the weavings and the threads of people and, and what's needed. But, um, you know, one of the things I was reflecting on as well is that so often people come to me and want, and sort of want to hand me their power. And, and I sort of energetically have to close their hands around their own power and hand it right back to them and say, and you know and say i will never take that from me yeah. like i will and i do not want you to give it to me because i'm just going to help you remember where your answers are and there's such a tenderness in that we can both feel it in our in our heart space you know how how ready we are to hand i'll hand you over my money i'll hand you over my sensuality i'll hand you you know, I'll hand you my body, I'll hand you my mind, I'll hand you my years, I'll hand you my hair colour, you know, I'll hand you, you know, kind of everything that comes with it. Um, so that, you know, certainly as I practised in my 20s, 
even into my 30s actually at certain till a certain point basically being the perfect patriarchal daughter mm. you know I'll disem you know I'll disembowel myself to look like what patriarchy in drag as again my friend Sarah calls it you know the magazine industry you know the patriot yeah exactly yeah <laughs> yeah and you know and that's also been my excursion for at least the last year I've been you know where is the patriarchy that's hidden in me I've been the perfect patriarchal woman you know and and I and I no longer will be so as I'm looking inside myself for those systems capitalism patriarchy racism you know, it, it, you know, rooms that have excluded people as I look to find all of that in myself. There's just, there's more and more peace that's found. And then the rooms that I create and that I gather in, they start to look like the world. They don't just look like me. And the rooms I want to create, the spaces, must, they must look like the world. They must. Otherwise, the systems are still dominating me and I haven't, I haven't done the labour. So that's yeah, also yeah. how I know. Um, it is not easy, but it's very rewarding. And again, that's where our practice comes in, right? That's where our coming to the mat comes in. That's where our support comes in. That's where these conversations come in. Because we just, there's an opportunity to really, as one of my Buddhist monks just used to whisper, wake up, wake up wake up wake up to this big beautiful life and live it and yeah. see what happens from there and that's you know that's really wherever that will take me I'm very very happily acting like ratty on the river you know there's yeah. no such thing better than a day spent messing about on the river so. <laughs> <laughs> and it goes right back to what you were saying at the start about that circular mm -hmm, mm -hmm. everything's part of everything everything's much more simple than it needs to be absolutely like, it just reconnects us and it's that for me it's that reminder that we are part of we are not separate from because mm -hmm. we are very much part of the ecosystem whereas a lot of the conversation that happens is the ecosystem needs to work for us we are part of that so we need to work with it mm -hmm. yeah yeah absolutely and and as well you know there is a um it's interesting there's a few people that have been speaking about collective grief and I sort of have various thoughts on that, really. I think, I, think, um, I think that white women in particular have started to speak about collective grief, whereas black women, women of colour, have felt a grief for centuries and yeah. generations, again, through everything that has been experienced, slavery, colonisation, the muting of their voices, good God, you know, their, their beauty, their hair you know, yeah. their families. So it's, I think we have to take responsibility again for our part in finding that in us and also recognising where every system, again, the hidden capitalism, patriarchy, racism, you know, indoctrinated, organised religion as taught from, um, you know, a unhealthy masculine uh, you know and again and patriarchy and drag as my friend Sarah says mm -hmm. you know I think um, 
you know, we must look to all of that to, to find it in ourselves and then to meet it and to take the gift of it and then allow the rest of it to go into the fire, you yeah. know, and again, for trans transformation, transmutation, you know, for it to be taken to the violet flame, for the highest light, for the highest good of everybody in, involved. And, and this is where, this is also, I think, where Mother is in the earth is asking, you know, the women that are ready to move into healthy, healthy feminine to move into it because spiritual counsel is needed more than ever. But, you know, maiden, unhealthy maiden to unhealthy maiden, I'll just make more, uh, more trouble, um, yeah. you know, and it, if it's the good kind, that's great. But if it's the kind that sort of just causes individuals or collectives pain, that's difficult. You know, and there's also a real opportunity. Um, Michael Beckwith, you know, he teaches about the four levels of consciousness. And it's something I, I share. I've been coming at it from a divine feminine point of view. And you can move through the layers. And certainly we're seeing a lot of the world being in the kind of to me and by me consciousness which is also, you know, when we think it's us and we created everything and we manifested everything and it was down to us and yay, aren't we amazing? And it's very uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, and again, you know, the colour of your skin will also have a lot to do with what you think you manifested, you know. So, yeah. you know, privilege and white supremacy absolutely reigns in the indoctrination of the law of attraction teachings too. And it's, it's very important that again, we just, we be witness to that and find a much more inclusive and allyship way in which to be present to that. Yeah. But when we move to the, the, the extended levels, which from a seasonal point of view of maiden is spring, for example, and we're often in the to me and the by me consciousness, when we give up the idea of false power and false control, and we move into our summer, and we bloom softly like the rose. And as I often speak about it, the love that perfumes inside each of us is able to be, to be born and to be sniffed, as it were, around the world. We move into through me consciousness when we're in co-creation, as Abraham Hicks would talk about it. We're in co-creation. And there's also as me consciousness when there is no divide between us and the great mother. There's no divide between us and the great mother. And for me, that through me consciousness is summer and it's the healthy, the healthy mother, you know, the healthy archetype. And the asmi consciousness is the crone. You know, it's autumn and it's winter when you just know, you just know, you know. I often, I liken that too as well, the oracle from the matrix when she's baking the cookies, you know and that's the that's the you know you know the asmi yeah the asmi consciousness so again there's just there's so much magic there's so much weaving it is about really the gift is giving yourself a little bit of i think for me the gift has been giving myself a time of 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 study you know time of study and of of sitting with people who are much older than me yeah. and much wiser you know um and especially if they are in healthy crone if you've got you know if you've got an 85 year old who's still sitting possibly in wounded maiden that's tricky yeah you know but again as more of us speak and more of us will and as more of us remember and more of us train there will be more circles and more places remembering and reminding women that there are different stages and it's really important that we move through them all. 
Yeah. Because then that, as we were speaking about earlier, that is a life well lived. Knowing that, you know, death will come, death will come. And so too will rebirth. And that's nature's way. And again, you know, for me, you know, that's what this ministry is. That's what this devotion is. Easier and easier, lazier and lazier. <laughs> the more Winnie the more Winnie the Pooh I can become the best. <laughs> you know, and that <laughs> and you know and, and the, the wisdom is that, you know, is there's a lovely Winnie the Pooh story when Winnie the Pooh's on on his way to Eeyore to celebrate his birthday and he takes him a pot of honey. And, you know, and on the way, Winnie the Pooh eats the honey. And I just think the beauty, though, is that when he gets to Eeyore, he doesn't panic. He just says to Eeyore, I brought you an empty pot to put things in. <laughs> genius. And I just think that's genius because, you know, and that's really, that's the magic. I brought you an empty pot to put things in. Yeah, I can't think of anything more wise. That's, yeah, it's not I ate your honey. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, it's interesting you saying that about you want to become more like Winnie the Pooh. When we spoke the last time, you were doing mixed martial arts and various of CrossFit and various other embodies getting really connected to your physical body. And I know since you've moved to your new home that you've been do going out doing your uh, big hikes and stuff like that, are you still doing these other things or have you let them go to move into this new space? No, it's really interesting, actually. Um, I'm, I'm not, or not in the same way. I do quite, I quite miss the mixed martial arts because there is a part of me that's an absolute you know, Amazonian warrior and, and, you know, needs to put, need, there's a certain kinetic energy that actually, if left undisciplined is a little bit um, dangerous as far as, as far as I'm concerned. And, and to that, actually, I think it will be very interesting to see as a, um, just as a result of especially mixed martial arts and BJJ, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, um, kind of camps closing down because we were seeing such a rise in divine masculine as a result of men taking their pain to the mat yeah. in EJJ and so so wonderful and um, but it was really interesting I began to feel quite overwhelmed and quite um, unstable actually is probably the right word to say around um, around CrossFit I the because I think there's something that's missing in terms of the spiritual support ironically around both of those environments so in in moving I was able to pause that and then and then get into my body in the most natural way possible walking hiking um um, I still do, um, the person I train with is um, Claire Gallagher, who's, who is known as the body astrologer on Instagram. So she aligns everything to your astrological chart. 
and mm. she has an amazing program um that's called moon rx body by the moon yeah. it's just fantastic it's so good um so that has been you know that that has been quite prolific in supporting because she totally understands my nervous system and yeah. that's what was happening i i hadn't in a strange way i hadn't done the inner work for the outer work so um, I think often what can happen is we do start to move and we throw ourselves into things, but actually the inner capacity isn't there to hold the outer capacity. So for me, I had to come back to a, a really, really simple place. Um, and actually, um, and, 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 um, and dance as well, basically anything to do with dance on, on YouTube or, or any other places of, of any kind of just throwing you know, my body around and being in it and not worrying what it looks like and not lifting yeah. things. Um, that has also just become pleasurable and fun. Um, and then to also adding breath work in, because I think since we last spoke, I did my foundation training in breath work with um, Nicola Price, who's uh, in the inspirational, inspirational breath work, I think on Instagram. And, you know, and really learning to breathe just is an absolute game changer as well yeah. you know my god it's just like if we could if we could have everybody playing outside safely have everybody learning to breathe properly and have everybody just at least knowing how to make a lovely broth at home yeah <laughs> i really believe there would be such nourishment and all of those things and and where and Scottish country dancing, you know, my God, Scottish country dancing is just, geez, oh, that is exhausting, it's you know. Right up. Yeah, two, <laughs> two hours of that, and um, you know, God, it's you see enormous change, and it's so good for your mind health because, um, you know, you can't think about anything other than the steps. And fortunately, if you're dancing with people that have been doing it for seventy years, they just grab you and throw you where you're supposed to be going. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and um and swimming you know swimming have come back you know being in the water is always so important and we're just you know we're surrounded here by the lochs and that's um did you, know, you go in on your year's day yes yes yes, yes yeah, yeah, yeah yeah i went down to where did we go we went down to arvin i went into the mm -hmm. the sea at arvin on your year's day yeah oh it's so good and actually it's something i do want to do more of I have cold showers every day and have done yeah. for a really long time and actually when people often say to me how, how are you so calm and centered I'll, I'll say take start taking cold showers because it yeah. does something and again if you know how to breathe and you're using cold water therapy you know and that was something those were some of the things that my kundalini teacher training also gave me was actually you know again the power of commitment and the and the understanding of, of cold water, um, yeah. you know, it just starts to feel normal. Um, and actually that's you getting used to discomfort. And that's Wim Hof's whole, you know, he came through a Kundalini background. That was where yeah. he was sort of born from. Um, I mean, how he's experimenting with his own vessel is extraordinary and certainly not yeah. for everybody. But nonetheless, he is... He doing is amazing things absolutely possible for everyone again if the practice is put in you know if yep. the practice and the play and you're working with people who really know what they're doing and who are experienced and have 
the years, because I think that's so important, you yeah. know, and as, as we see more and more entrepreneurs reaching for new things, it's wonderful. And they too must all be supported. But certainly, you know, I, I've never worked with anybody who's got less than probably 10, 15 years under their belt for, for any type of physical, spiritual or, or mental support, you know, um, or not in a way that I would feel fully held anyway yeah. and I think that's important because by that point you've gone through enough of your own life cycles to know yeah. what the hell is going on and you've also gone through enough cycles with clients or community to notice ah it's this okay we know what this is <laughs> yeah. yeah and that not that number I mean I've worked now in the health well-being fitness arena since 2009 so I've just mm -hmm. passed my 10 years and it is just past my 10 years that I'm now starting to feel more comfortable yeah. with uh, excuse me understanding what it is that people are experiencing and being able to take a step back and not be so dogmatic with my approach about it yes yeah it's like right this needs to be much more holistic because mm -hmm. what's right for one person isn't necessarily right for for you mm -hmm. and trying to encourage all my clients to take that step back and look at themselves to what's mm -hmm. right for you what are you being drawn to what don't do something just because I'm asking you to do it mm -hmm. if your, bo your body tells you straight away this is not right listen mm -hmm. to that mm -hmm. it's wiser than me yes and the, bo <laughs> the body never lies the yeah, body, body never lies not. you know the body only speaks the truth our job is to speak the language of the body yeah you know and to really understand what she's she they are, are saying and I think that's so true and, and you were just when you know kind of to circle around to what you were saying at the beginning about that sense of sort of being witness to my settling into myself and the shift that there has been I feel like that's really important because if I was still talking about the same things I'd been talking about 10 years ago I would be worried about me Mm. you know if I was still saying to to people this is the same oh god look another another decade has passed and I'm experiencing exactly the same thing and um, yeah. that's that's a bit of a cause for a wee question mark you know when it comes to you know kind of am I walking my talk am I you know am I am I doing it so I think that's important again in this time when people are looking for guides or you know um support coaches ministers mentors priestesses healers whatever they're looking for you know do the work in the sense of inquire and you know be curious about the journey of that person uh you know be um you know yeah because it's certainly something that i think again have um the the inner authority you know yes you can like the look of that person absolutely um but also glamour magic is a thing that is used very much on social media and mm -hmm. you know often people are glamouring things through sweet design and um and other things that they're casting but what's behind it might not have any you know substance it may yeah. you may you may still be hungry you may still be thirsty um, you know, and certainly if people aren't inviting you to return to the well of you and to mm. sip and to savour and to slow, you know, certainly as Sharon Blackie and Clarissa, you know, um, Pinkart writes and speaks about, we must return to the wells of ourself. This is our, you know, um, I think it was the end of 2017 when I went through what I called the burning Um uh, you know, which was a, which was just a three-week fever and and purge. 
that was just you know was gifted to me it was at that point I realized that that the fever in the purge was because my well I'd let my well run dry you know and that I was yeah. just in there scooping up mud and silt and there was nothing you know so I had to dig and dig and I think that's what ministry was for me that's what 2017 to now were for me it was a, it was a dark night of the soul for the time that I lived in Worthing yeah. you know it was a good three years of a dark night of the soul it was digging and digging it was there was a feralness to where I was and what I was experiencing there was a a wildness of um of of a lack of nourishment of a lack of knowing of handing my power over to so many other people to not feeling really that it was my voice I was my own voice thief and I had to find my own voice freedom mm. you know so I think we must recognize these are our stories and it's important to speak them but part of the reason I do not speak from the wound anymore is because I've got the gift and the wound is a scar and the scar is silver and shiny and mm -hmm. that's the most wonderful place to be yeah you know and and again in this any time any time not just this time but any time you know again we must return to our wells and we must de-glamour our own lives and notice who we want to work with and who feels safe and if you yeah. feel, you know, again, if, if I ever, if anyone ever feels like they're handing their power over, if that teacher does not hand it right back to you, find another teacher and yeah. quickly. <laughs> if they're asking for your power. Yes, if they're asking for it. Oh, God, the amount of narcissistic oh. teachers. Oh, good Lord. You know, um, having, you know, I've done three rounds of teacher training for yoga and I don't teach yoga because I was I was so brutalized through every one of those experiences yeah, um, yeah. and it took me again training in, in the way informally and formally the last few years to realize that you know yoga is so much more than asana than yes. physical practice you yeah. know and actually that was... oh, not taught not taught by any of them that's what my teacher is very, very, um, well, that's what he emphasises so much. Like we, I did, I've done, I did 200 hours with him, 2017 into 18. And then since then I've done, we're doing another 100 hours and various other things. And the amount of physical practice that we do in at the Asana is tiny, minuscule, yeah. because it's not about that. Amazing. And then I remember saying to him recently, I was like, when I started this yoga journey, I was like, oh yeah, after that 200 hours, I'm going to know. <laughs> so I got to the change of the 200 hours and went, I know nothing about <laughs> anything. Oh shit. And I think that's, for me, that's what yoga teacher training has been very much about. You can have all this knowledge, but there's no wisdom. Mm -hmm. The wisdom is all inside you. And you need to let go of um, somebody who loves to collect knowledge. I love learning. I love reading. If there's, as when all this lockdown stuff happened, the first thing I did was get online and sign up to a numerous courses to learn. I did a um, dissection course. So I got to witness a cadaver wow. being layered back and seeing how that all happens and I'm in awe and mind blowing and going 
we know nothing about the body. Mm-hmm. Like, there's so much going on in there that we can never know because it's just what it is. Um, I'm doing various other courses, but um, my panic mode, my my way of dealing with fear is to hunker down and fill my head with knowledge because if mm. I have knowledge, I have power, which I know is not the mm. truth. <laughs> it's my comfort blanket. <laughs> well, and there's, but there's, there's such beauty in that because where, where I'm really comfortably coming from now and, and in anything I'm teaching around the unlocking, you know, so much of my, all of my work in 2020 has been called something related to unlocking or commanding. And in my Prosperity Unlocked group, which is, you know, the first, the first group program, the fellowship, as I've been calling it, yeah. one of the, one of the most important teachings is again another holy trinity which is the three centers the head the heart and the hara and the head the heart and the hara are you know we will try and get our head around everything first and then we might remember the heart and the hara so you know the head is is to to think the heart is to feel and the hara the dentian the center the gut is is to know so to think to you know to feel to know and from a a mystical element it is stone to water to wine stone Mm. is the reading stone is the reading and then the knowledge drops into the heart and we read it for a second time and then the knowledge drops into the belly and we read it for a third that's why i also really recommend reading things three times you know it's why the power of three is referred to in witchcraft and womancraft and Mm. you know in magic the power of three was hours long before it belonged to charmed (laughs) and the charmed (laughs) ones one of my mum's my favourite shows she absolutely loves oh my god I love it too I love it too oh my gosh so yeah head head to water to wine you know that and also that's that's that is the conscious Christ teachings that's Mm. the Magdalene and the Christ teachings you know stone to water to wine to know thyself as as the Magdalene said um, you know, to have gone to the underworld and to come through the other side, really important, really important. So absolutely, because we, you know, we've been sold that knowledge is power, but it's wisdom. Yeah, it's wisdom. And again, and patriarchy, anti-life will have us going into overproductivity, capitalization, industrialization you know, the raping and the fracking of the planet. We saw it all over the world, over productivity in the first reaction to independent retreat. We saw it in the incarceration language, lockdown. We saw it in the pharmaceutical language. We've seen it in everything that has been indoctrinated with with anti-life. But actually what the, what, corona has invited us to do is 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 a big old time out from mama go to your room yeah you're grounded (laughs) yeah and you know and so we so we hear the birds and so the fish come back and so the so the earth stills one of my favorite things at the moment is you know the like the grass that's beside the pavements and the roads, yeah. it's all overgrown and the wildflowers are just free. There's, yeah. there's, you know, there's not a school playground that has been hacked back. 
Yeah. You know, it's just so wonderful, this sense of look how much growth happens, you know, when, when it's you allowed. You step back and, it, and let it. Yeah, when you step back and you let it, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So again, stone to water to wine. It's also, you know, for me, they're like three wee eggs that sit above in a little row. You know, and it is that place. And I, for me, there is, I also sometimes I bring it into um, a little bit of bonus, if you will. I sometimes often when I meditate, I come, you know, stone to water, to wine, to feet, and then to hands, you know, so Mm -hmm. stone. So if anybody's also feeling unbalanced or a little bit in or out of themselves, a wonderful practice is to imagine your breath coming down through your head, down through your heart, down through your belly, and down through your feet. And truly, that will get you back into yourself very quickly. And if you have any feeling of discombobulation or headachiness around that, it will just show you how often you're up and out as opposed to down and in. Mm. Because the way is through. The way is always through and it must be through ourselves. You know, we are we are the chalice and and beautifully so. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I'm so glad I went and got a bit of pad and pen when I was coming on to speak to you. I never usually do this. And I was like, I need a pen and uh, a pad and pen for talking to Gail because there'll be things I want to write down and I have <laughs> a piece of paper covered in notes. <laughs> I could um, sit and listen to I know. you walk all day long. <laughs> all day long. I'm aware that mm-hmm. we've been on for nearly an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. Your time is much appreciated mm-hmm. and valued. Mm-hmm. Where is the best place for people to come follow you mm-hmm. and your work and so, stuff? Yeah, so um, I would say, so on the website, which is just my name, so gaoloveshock.com, uh, you'll find sign up for my weekly newsletter. So there's just always... Fine. Oh, thank you. There's always <laughs> medicine in there. Um, you'll also be able to sign up for Sanctuary, which is every Wednesday night, 7 till 8 p.m. BST or GMT, depending upon when people are listening to this. And that's free. It's donation based. There's always a meditation, some teachings, a lot of humor, just the usual. And then on Instagram, um, I'm Gail underscore Loveshock. And that's um, that's really my daily prescription pad. So I'll share what's happening in the world of me and around me and what's inspiring me. Um, and then, you know, you'll be able to find out more about um, the classes, the group program, taking a deeper dive with me one to one ceremony, all, all the all, all the sections of life, the birth, the death and the, and the rebirth, stone, water to wine. Yeah. Amazing. I will put those links into the show notes. Amazing. Thank you. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to share or say before we wrap this up? Mm. No, I think, I think this has been a very, a very full and enjoyable conversation. So if you feel called, listen to it, not once, but thrice and see what happens. (laughs) Yes, 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 yes. So thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you so much. 
Thanks for listening and remember to leave a review and subscribe over on iTunes or SoundCloud. And check out what's going on at IamJenWilson.com or head over to Instagram and give us a follow, just following IamJenWilson.